Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Terminal Exchange. Um, today, we have Brian Johnson. This is where yep. you say hello. Hello. <laughs> so. And um, Brian Johnson's a driver manager mm -hmm. here at Newspalm. Um, and prior to that, he was a driver with us. Brian, how, how long were you? For here, I drove a little over a year. So I started in April of 2018, or August of 2018. And then in October 2019, they brought me in. But prior to that, I had driven for 13 years with other oh. companies. Okay, so, yeah. A little while. Awesome. So yeah, driver manager, has experience um, on the road, in the office. Um, and um, we'll also get into this a little bit later, but he's also a firefighter and just looking forward to hearing some of those stories. Um, so naturally, kind of like to start with just tell me where did you grow up? Um, grew up out in Danvers, so not too far from okay. here. So lived there for 22 years and uh, moved into Bloomington for a little bit. Didn't like that, so went up to Hudson and been there for the past 12 years now. Okay. So small yeah. towns that's where i like to be and mm -hmm. that's that's more enjoyable for me so sure. yeah um how big was your family growing up uh just parents and brother so there's just the four of us so okay. uh, i've got a brother he's uh four years younger than me mm -hmm. so he lives out in denver colorado now and oh. works out there and doing his thing and loves it so and i stuck around here so yeah. both my parents my parents are still here they live in south bloomington so okay um, anything specifically just like memorable about your childhood? That... Uh, all sorts of memories. I mean, yeah. just growing up, having fun and, and, you know, went to school out at Olympia and okay. graduated out there in 04. So, and just, you know, fun times with the guys and sports and all sorts of just different activities. And are you an athlete? What, what I wrestled, did, uh, I was in the band in the fall, uh, played football, wrestled in the winter and, uh, baseball spring and summer yeah so kept kept busy that way and it's not normally that i would think of someone wrestling and also in the band yeah <laughs> i kind of think of the band is kind of like a little nerdy maybe no i get it yeah no i, uh, <laughs> I was on the drum line so we uh okay i, I love doing that so i can I, get that that image yep so enjoyed that a lot okay um what kind of child were you like Silly, shy, troublemaker. Oh, I was, yeah, silly and, and troublemaker, hundred percent. Okay. So it's uh, I wasn't the you know the worst kid out there, but I did have my fair share of of you know groundings and uh, mm -hmm. trips to the principal's office yeah. in school and okay. everything like that. So, but I, I straightened up in high school. Uh, had some some wrestling coaches and and some other teachers. You know, really get me set straight and sure. say hey this is what we need to do or you need to do and yeah they helped me through it and we got there so yeah um so you think you're still that silly troublemaker or, or? i wouldn't say the troublemaker <laughs> i still do like to have fun though and joke sure. around them I mean, yeah i know when to be serious and when it's you know time to joke and yeah and that's that's always just been me so. i think i heard do you send out a dad joke every I, day? I do i i've got a group that I, on teams that i send out a dad joke to every day and it's okay. just a way to start the day um what was today's um what has ears but can't hear corn a cornfield 
Oh. So, and then we had some <laughs> people say corn, and I'm like, no, you got, it's ears. So I said, I, you got to be specific on this one. Okay. But it's just, it's my way to start, you know, with the, with the group, uh, start your day every day, you yeah. know, with, with just a laugh. And it may not even be the funniest thing. It may yeah. be something to groan at, <laughs> but it's still something that, you know, you groan at it, it puts a smile on somebody's face. So yeah. that's, that's me. And that's what I enjoy is, mm-hmm. is being able to do that. Okay. Yeah. Um, so fast forwarding a little bit, how did you end up hearing about Newsbaum? Like what, what brought you here? Um, so I was driving for a, uh, for Budweiser here in town as oh. a local delivery driver Yeah, and just wasn't what I wanted. I mean, I, I wanted to be driving. Um, so I had actually applied here at, at Newsbaum and uh it was before we had the training program and everything like that so i didn't have you know the over the road experience so um i had known about news bomb for years i mean living in hudson you drive past it every day on your way to work and mm-hmm. um so i went and drove for another company for a couple of years and then uh, when uh me and a couple of other drivers from that company all decided hey you know we're talking about noose bomb and one driver came over and we, we kind of used him as our guinea pig and, <laughs> and uh he, he called us and he goes man you guys got to come and he goes this is it's night and day difference and it is it's I, I it was a complete turnaround from what we were used to and i mean just thankful every day for the opportunity to come here and drive yeah. is and that then, driver still here yeah both of them are oh, so it was uh, who they are? yeah wayne mcpherson and jim holton so we, we drove together to a different company and then uh, all three came. Wayne came first, he was our guinea pig, and then Jim come over and then I came. So, okay. but so it was, uh, it was a very good change. For, Are you their driver manager? I am, they're both their driver manager. No yep. So, and, and it's nice because, you know, I've known them for so long and, yeah. and you know, we have that, that outside of work relationship too, you know, then that, that I have with them. So it was, uh, it was good when they both came on my board and i've had jim um longer than wayne um i've had jim most of the time i've, I've been a driver manager and wayne yeah. just came on about almost a year ago does it put any pressure on you of like these are my my buddies so i no no so it's it's we keep work work and mm-hmm. you know and i'm like that with all my drivers you know if um you know work is work and and when it's time to be you know serious and everything we're serious and, mm-hmm. and get things done and when it's time we have a little extra time to sit and talk we'll sit and talk yeah and that's that's how i am with with all of them so okay um so you were driving and then did you want to come into the office or that was the biggest reason i wanted to come to newsbaum so i uh, tn was actually my recruiter yeah and uh that was one of the questions i asked her um because at my my last job it, it just wasn't a possibility i mean they they i had been passed up and for a couple positions and in the office and when i talked to tn i asked her i'm like what is your guys's take on bringing drivers into the office and she goes who better to bring a you know into the office than a a driver for you know certain things and that right there sealed the deal for me so i um i talked about it with you know with my family and then we i made the switch to come over here and Mm because you got two girls uh, yep yep so um just you know deciding what would be best for them and i knew making the switch would be better yeah. um you know work-wise and and mental health wise you know because mm-hmm. the other my last company was we were putting some getting some stress that didn't need to be there and i wasn't you know who i wanted to be 
and and I was able to come here and that, that stress was gone to me. Sure. So it was a big sigh of relief and so driving. What, what are some differences? Like what makes it less stressful? Here? Um, the pressure, I don't feel like the pressure was the same. Um, here's as the last company. Um, the, the, just the, the atmosphere of the place. Um, you walk in here and, and you hear laughing, you hear talking and, you know, drivers seem like they want to come into the office here. Most of them at least uh, yeah. want to come in and, and see people. And, and the last one, you, you stayed out of the office, you mm -hmm. know, the main office up there and, um, you know, and didn't need to be in there. You didn't go in there. So sure. and, and here it's like, you know, I'll have drivers just come, Hey, just driving through that I, so, you yeah. know, that's, that's nice. Um, it's sweet. Some of them are like, I just have to do my rounds. Yeah, there. yeah. But it's almost like they feel, yeah, like they. Yeah, and the really biggest thing is, is I mean, I I always try to do it when a driver calls in. Is you know their picture pops up, their name pops up, and yeah. I always try to you know, hey, so and so, this is Brian. You know, I don't, I don't ever try to be like you know, this is dispatch. You know, oh, sure. or anything. I try to actually you know use their first name and, and talk to them and yeah and that that's you know that was a huge difference for me as a driver mm -hmm. um but then when you walk in and and i had maybe been here a month month and a half and i came into the office and and brent newsbaum come halfway across the office to come over and talk to me and mm -hmm. and knew who i was and i mean hey brian how's it going and you know that right there you know you made the right decision yeah. to switch that that right there sealed the deal for for me yeah. it's like okay this is where i need to be and where i want to be so yeah that that to me and i know to other drivers that goes a long way when when mm -hmm. somebody does that yeah so yeah um so what's something that you've learned from being a driver manager from like being in the driver's seat to now <clears throat> an office chair um the biggest thing was and and, and I remember saying it when we did our, our other podcast yeah. with Maya and Chris Cheney is as a driver, you know that that B to C, you know that go pick up the load and deliver the load, but you don't know that A to B, you don't know what goes on in the office, mm -hmm. you know, to get that load, to plan the load, what all had to happen. So that to me was the biggest shock is, yeah. is how much actually goes into producing a load, getting a load, and what it takes and then you know as a driver you can get you know the frustrations of oh they're splitting the load i got to recover this load or what's yeah. going on and i had my day planned out and now it's not and yeah. you know i got to redo everything well something somewhere happened yeah they're not just splitting loads to split loads and that was the biggest you know shock to me when i came in is is to learn the planners I mean, what it took to be a planner and, and for them to plan these loads and everything. So mm -hmm. I was glad to be able to come in and during my orientation, sit with everybody and learn about what they did so I could learn this whole process. Yeah. yeah. That was the best part about it. Yeah. And I feel like <clears throat> I would, I'd really hope that our drivers would just be able to trust us if oh, like, yeah. you know, don't know exactly what goes on behind the scenes. Yeah. I know that when a decision is made, it's, it's still the best. There's a reason do. for it. Yeah. 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 So. Um, okay. Um, something really excited, yeah, to talk about is also your time as a firefighter. Mm -hmm. Um, I know we have a handful in the office. Do mm -hmm. you know who else? Um, I know first? Mitch did it for a while. Um, I don't know, uh, wait up off out in the shop. You know, he used to be on Hudson's with me and he's, okay. he's gone to Carlock now and, 
Uh, I know there's a few other. Um, Dan, I believe, over in IT's one. Oh, sure, uh, yeah. So there's there's a few of us in here. And so. we, the man behind the camera also, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> you know, you know, so, it, uh, so when did you become a firefighter and what made you want to become one? <clears throat> so I started in 2012, um, March, April time about 2012 and Hudson's Hudson's a, just a volunteer department um and I'd always wanted to do it I mean my, so does that mean like you're not paid? we're not paid okay <laughs> so it is a hundred percent uh we, we get paid for training I'll take that back we get paid for for going to trainings okay it's not I mean it's twice a month we go to our trainings and that's what we're paid for we don't get paid for going on calls nothing okay um so we are uh, you know 100 percent volunteer now um, and I, I, something I always wanted to do growing up in Danvers, you know, you see the guys, you talk to the guys and my, my neighbor for a while was, was a volunteer on there. So just talking to him mm -hmm. about it and, um, my uncle and his, his son, uh, were actually, my uncle was the former chief okay. down in Decatur and his son just retired from, from down there too. Mm -hmm. Um, so talking to them when I was younger and looking up to them and hearing them talk about it, it's like, you know that'd be kind of fun to do and yeah you know when i when i graduated high school and um it was always kind of like you know yeah that'd be fun you know to do on a volunteer yeah. you know uh, not as much as a, a for me a, a full-time back then wasn't now you know yeah you kind of wish man i probably should have done that but mm -hmm. you live that that dream out but i am living that dream out you know yeah. and I, I get to volunteer and do it and and still yeah. get to you know work here and yeah have have my my other life but mm -hmm. but yeah so 10 10 years this year it's been wow. so yeah and well i heard recently that you were promoted to a lieutenant yep so i got promoted in january okay. as a lieutenant so. so what before you were just a <clears throat> just classified as a firefighter okay so and, and what happens now that you're a lieutenant uh, a lot more responsibility okay. <laughs> so um you know you do have that <clears throat> I guess in charge position if you know the chief or somebody isn't there or, you know your captains who who are above you um but as, as an officer taking on more roles um mm -hmm. I, i've taken over the trainings that we do okay. um we have certain ems trainings we have to have we have instructors come in for that mm -hmm. so um my chief in the ems office you know they uh <clears throat> they they set all that up but the fire trainings, that's that's on me to come up with something every month to figure out what we're gonna do this month to, to train on. So, um, so what's an example of something you've done? So we did, my, my first one I ever did was uh, air pack training. So we, uh, our, our air packs that we were, you know, to go into a fire, I went into the station, I set up a whole obstacle course. Okay. So, and I put them in full gear and, and we went through an obstacle course. I had them go through the meeting room, I had tables set up and, we just laid a hose out throughout the whole station, um, even out in the bays where the trucks are, and, and we we followed the hose. And once you, uh, the very last obstacle was actually crawling underneath one of our trucks. Um, so where you had to take your helmet off, your air pack off, keep all that in front of you, scoot underneath the truck, and that's that's when you finish that that exercise. Okay. So um, things like that. And we'll we'll do the hose training um, this next month in June. It's a uh, hydrant training so we're gonna go around town and just practice hooking hydrants and pulling hose off the truck and it'll be a couple hours of you know pulling hose and repacking hose and yeah. doing it again so yeah. yeah but that's i enjoy being able to come up with different ideas to keep it you know fun and 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 still learn 
what mm-hmm. we need to learn. So, so how many people <clears throat> show up for a training? How many? Um, depending on the night and you know the time of year, we've usually got most of our department there. The fifteen guys that are, you okay. know, roughly fifteen to twenty guys that are on the department. Um, so numbers are lower everywhere now. Mm-hmm. I mean, across the United States for volunteers like that. So, and I know around here, it's a big thing too, is just trying to find people to volunteer. And, and we've struggled with that, but we've got a good, you know, core group that we've been with. Mm-hmm. And So, yeah, this is essentially us kind of putting out a little advertisement. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. So if, if you got the time, so, uh, <laughs> and you live in a, a small community, yeah, go out and join your local fire department. <laughs> um, what, what kind of <clears throat> characteristics would you say, like make up a good firefighter, like what? Oh, it's all different kinds. It's it's anybody and everybody can like do you need it. To have so. courage because you might be going into a burn, burning building. Yeah, that that helps. <laughs> um, I mean, you you got to be ready to see and do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, every call is different. Okay. So you know, in ten years, yeah, you <clears throat> you can run multiple accidents, you know, calls, but not every single one's going to be the same. Sure. So and that's that's the that's what the. That's what kind of gets that adrenaline pumping for me. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, what are we going to find when we get there? Mm-hmm. You know, and, <clears throat> you know, luckily we haven't had too many, you know, big, you know, structure style fires, um, you know, out here in, in the time I've been on. We've had a few, but. Uh, Tell us know. about um, Green Gables. So, yeah, Green Gables just burnt down. Uh, Green Gables the, is a popular yes. hole in the wall restaurant. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, great bar out really there. Really close to it. Us at, and, yeah, and so that was a, a local favorite. There was a lot of people out there just, to, you know, that night sharing memories. But, uh, oh. yeah, we got called out about 3 o'clock in the afternoon for a, a structure fire. And Was I, this when you were at Newspawn? I was at Newspawn. So, so you I, left Newspawn? I left Newspawn. So I, I uh, with the help of uh, Roger and Crystal. <laughs> so uh, Were you like, <clears throat> it's Green Gables, and they're like, go. No, it was just, it was a structure fire. Oh, so you. So I've, I've talked with you know management here and yeah. and chris knows and i've talked with rick and and all them and mm-hmm. and if i'm very picky on what i go on when i'm at work yeah but major things like that yes i'm i'm allowed to you know i i just tell chris hey this is what's going on and he's okay see ya <laughs> i think i was halfway out the parking lot this last time but you know when i when i sent him a message to tell him i was going but yeah. with, with that it's you know i've got a 10 minute drive <laughs> to the Hudson. Um, not that bad, but, yeah. <clears throat> um, so, so you, you were left work. Do you have to stop at the fire department and get yep. dressed? And <clears throat> so I, I stopped at the fire station and, and, um, we do have one, um, Hannah is there. She's the other Lieutenant with me. Um, she's there during the day from eight to four. She covers, you know, our town and, and responds if we get something. So she knew I was, I called her, I said, I'm coming wait and she waited and i got there grabbed my gear and jumped in the truck and we took off allowed to speed to get there no okay so uh, no so i mean you push it a little bit but i mean if a cop wanted to pull me over if for speeding going to a call he has every right to pull me over going to a call so um even if it's like people burning inside of it even if it doesn't matter so i am not in an emergency vehicle my my personal pickup is not an emergency vehicle so it's i'm just trying to get there but you can't in like a fire truck 
you can go yeah you, i think like ours are they're governed but yeah i mean 10 mile an hour over the speed limit and you're okay but okay. i mean backcountry roads i'm still not gonna you know True. yeah i need to get there but i, I also or have kill someone in the midst of right there, i also yeah. have me and and in that instance hannah you know with me and sure us in that truck is my yeah. top priority until I get to that call. And I'm not endorsing speeding, but right. <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yes, I will push it a little bit, but nothing crazy. Um, you know, I have made it fairly quick sometimes, but, yeah. but you know, I, I do, I do have a town to go through, so yeah. it's not, yeah. you know, I'm pretty conscious of that. So, but yeah, we got up there and whole back half of the building was on fire and we had started already calling for other departments to come out and, um, we had seven different departments out there with us. Oh, and my. I don't remember how many firefighters are out there, but we were out there for about five and a half hours working on this before wow. we completely got it out and went back and got all the hot spots out and extinguished. So it was it was a long night. So how many tr like how many trucks were there um, with, like putting out the fire? Like are they all is everyone using a hose at the same time? No, so like my truck so I, I took our main engine out mm -hmm. that um, Hannah and I were on, and we hooked it to a hydrant, and yeah. and I had uh, Gridley showed up, the town of Gridley showed up second, and uh, their guys pulled a line off of my truck, mm -hmm. and then I actually fed them a, a line to pump into their big aerial unit that they have. And so I was supplying water to a hose and to a, a truck, um, the big aerial, and then Lexington showed up. Um, same thing, started pulling hoses, hooking a hydrant. Mm -hmm. um, Tawanda was there. We had El Paso, Carlock, yeah. and uh, Congerville come okay. over because we needed the water. Um, wanted to make sure we had the water. We were fighting, you know, 40 plus mile an hour winds that day. and. That, that plays a big effect on it, and, mm. and but we were able to get it out. Yeah, we didn't save the building, and but, you know. No one you, was hurt? No one was hurt. No one was inside. Everybody got out, and I, I, I pray that they're able to rebuild bigger and better and <laughs> get back to how things used to be out there. <clears throat> yeah. What, did you see the owners at all? Were they there? They were there. Um, they actually, you know, bought us pizza afterwards, so. Oh. <laughs> um, Got us some pizza, but yeah, I don't, they're going through a lot, yeah. um, especially afterwards. So any, any time a homeowner, I mean, if they need something, yeah, we're, we're there for them. But yeah. um, on that type of a scene, we, you know, we've got our certain things that we need to do and make sure of, and mm -hmm. I pretty much try to stick to that as much as possible. Sure. Yeah. So. Um, have you ever rescued a cat from a tree? We... <laughs> It's it's that's funny. We uh we've done it once. We didn't rescue the cat. The cat just climbed higher. But oh. we actually <laughs> we went out into the country and uh, this lady called us and said her cat her cat's name was Whataburger. So they were from Texas and that's what they named the cat. And uh, that cat was way up in the tree and okay. we took the trucks down there, set the ladders up. We had sent a guy up and that dang cat just went up. But, <laughs> What I've always said is uh, I've never seen a dead cat in a tree, so they eventually come down. Okay. So that's what, you know, that's what my... So you see that call, like it says, like, cat in tree, or yeah. like, what would... That one, they actually just called directly to the station. Okay. So um, that wasn't, we didn't get paged out for it or anything, you know, okay. through dispatch and anything like that so it was just they directly called to the station and sure. chief's like okay you know well we actually were getting ready for training anyway so everybody was there and 
we showed up full force out there and tried to get the cat out of the tree, but okay. it, it did not work. Um, what about what's like your most common calls? <clears throat> Medical calls, you know, the, 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 this, this sick person, someone fell, you know, something that like, we run a lot of medical calls up there. Um, that's so we, uh, we don't have an ambulance up there anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, we sold that, oh, about a year and a half ago. So we actually contract normal out. So, um, we will respond in, in our rescue truck, our little, our pickup truck that we have. And, uh, then normal will come up with the ambulance. So, okay. um, but that's what most of our stuff is, is mm -hmm. somebody not feeling well, somebody yeah, that is hurt, you know, a fall, you know, something like that, that needs to go in. And we go out there and start getting stuff ready for mm -hmm. the, the paramedics that come from normal and then normal grabs them, takes them in there. Okay. Yeah. Um, any other kind of funny stories like the cat in the tree or? Well, not, but we, we have fun. I mean, it's, uh. It's a good group. It's it's a family, and that's that's the biggest thing. Is is mm -hmm. that that is my extended family up mm -hmm. there? You know, oh, I've got we were your extended family. <clears throat> yeah, so, <laughs> so everybody. So <laughs> you got your new spawn family, and you got your fire department family. But yeah. it is it's it's very family oriented up there, and that's mm -hmm. that's another thing I love about it. So it's, yeah. it's a good group. We got a great group up there. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I heard also recently that you did a 9-11 memorial I did. Um, so, activity. What, can you explain what that was? So I went over to what's called FDIC. It's a big uh, national um, and, and more than national. It's more worldwide now. Um, mm -hmm. Firefighting conference. And you go over there and it's a big show pretty much where you can see all new equipment coming out. There's vendors yeah. from anything and everything you can imagine firefighting wise over there. Um, but Hannah and I had talked about, you know, as after we got had gotten promoted um, to a lieutenant position, it's like, what are, what are we going to do to celebrate this? And we mm -hmm. came up with the bright idea to do a memorial stair climb. Okay. And uh, it's uh, 2,200 stairs, 110 flights. And so, and you go to Lucas Oil Stadium over in Indianapolis. They actually have them all over. This is just where ours was. Sure. And you climb the 2,200 stairs and the 110 flights that the firefighters on 9-11 climbed before the buildings collapsed. So you sign up. Wow. Um, everybody gets a, a name tag of a firefighter that um, mm. passed away that day. Um, and you, you climb for that firefighter. Mm. And that's what, that's what I did. So we, we started training for it in January. And... Uh, the day came in April. We we got there and we were able to walk around Friday morning a little bit. And then uh, about noon, everything starts. You start gearing up, and they highly recommend you know you just wear shorts and a t-shirt to do this climb. And I didn't listen. So what, a lot what of, were the, during that time were they wearing that? They were they? no, they were wearing full gear. Yeah. So a lot of people go over there and they wear full gear. Um, that's what we did. I mean, we had helmet jacket air pack and, and our bunker our, our pants and boots on because it was on like it was on fire when they were yeah doing it yep so uh they were carrying tools too we didn't carry a tool just because we didn't want to have to take all that with us and and take a chance of it you know getting damaged or lost or something like that so we just took our gear uh there were some you know firefighters there that were climbing that you know had you know hoses or tools or something like that so there was uh 410 people that climbed that day and it was firefighters, it was friends, it was, you know, it's open to anybody that wants to climb. 
but uh yeah so we climbed and it was uh it was the most painful thing I've ever put my body through, um, but we made it. Uh, took me just under two hours to do it, and I know it took them a lot less. Um, but uh, that day, but it was uh, is a one of the coolest things I've ever been able to be a part of. And you know, we were um, stopped for a, f a few seconds, and there's another firefighter just above me stopped and talking to him, and he was from Iowa. I didn't know this guy. He didn't know me, but we're both firefighters, and yeah. you just talk. Yeah. And and the the support you have from everybody, all the other firefighters that are there, or anybody climbing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's you know the the come on, you can do this. You know, you got it, and and it's you know back at them too, and yeah. and that's that's the coolest part. But yeah, yeah, we climbed it. We made it. There was three of us. It was Hannah, um, myself, and then Ethan, one of our other firefighters, went over and did it, and. Uh, you you finish and you walk back down across the field of uh, Lucas Oil Stadium. It's covered, you know. You can't see the field, but there's vendors and set up. And you walk through that center aisle and you go and you ring the bell and you say your firefighter's name and mm. you're done. And it's it was it was amazing. It was an amazing feeling to ring that bell, know that you did that for him, and mm. and then you can actually get on the 9/11 uh, Memorial website and and search the firefighter and you can leave a note so i went out and left a note for the family saying what you know there? um his name was uh jeffrey stark okay so he was 30 years old mm. had been on uh new york city fire department for two years mm. his brothers were both firefighters um i don't think they passed that day i, I mm. didn't see that part but um, yeah so it's 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 did he have kids? Do you know anything? I don't know. Um, so it just kind of said more about his firefighting background. Sure. And um, he was a, an insurance salesman before that. And then after that, went out and joined the fire department with his brothers. And mm -hmm. he, he passed away on 9-11. Wow. So um, it's very, when you get that tag and you, you go and look up the story, it's, it's very surreal of what you're doing and who you're climbing for. And they've got a big... Uh, you know um i guess presentation that they do beforehand and speakers come up and talk to you and and guys that were there that day too mm -hmm. you know talk to you and that that it just it's a whole different meaning to do it that you know when you do something like that so it was uh again one of the best best things i've ever done and sure. best experiences i've ever yeah been a part of so. can you recall how many were lost how many fire there's 343 that day so on, on September 11th, so um, then we had 410. So you had you know climbers that day, and so you have some that you know climb for multiple people. And but it's mm -hmm. just uh, yeah. So it's it's in remembrance to them. We we pay to do this. You know we mm -hmm. we pay, and you can go out and uh, uh, fundraise too. Okay. So um, all that money goes to this this foundation. Sure. So and and it's it's to support them. It's to support their families. Is to support any firefighter that that dies in the line of duty. Mm. So, and that's that was one of the other big reasons we wanted to to do it, just for to help support that yeah. cause. So, yeah, wow, yeah, that's that's really touching. Yeah. Um. Do you um have anything applicable to firefighting? Firefighting that just like helps you in your in your role right now. Um. Just the, I mean you get certain situations that get you kind of you know fired up and mm -hmm. and everything and just to keep the calmness and 
it's the same thing on a fire scene or, or accident or medical yeah. it's you got to keep that calmness and and that's that's been a big help to me mm-hmm. so um <clears throat> the leadership part now is is a new thing to me i mean sure. so that's that's learning how to do that and be in that role mm-hmm. um so not not too much but i mean there there are some of those little little bits and pieces that help yeah. me yeah do you have anything that like i have no idea if this is true like a chant or like something that you all say before like you go no no it's just maybe that's just like something you see in the movies yeah yeah (laughs) um it's you 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 bump fists and let's get it and (laughs) and that's what you do you you don't you know you be safe or whatever and and it's just it's you know what your job is and you know what you got to do that's i mean that's that's how we were i mean you go back to the gables fire you know i as i'm driving out there and and hannah's in the the seat next to me you know we're we're talking okay this is what we're going to do when we get there yeah so we knew because it was just the two of us on the truck so we knew as soon as we we got there what needed to be done yeah and we could get after it and then as the other departments come in as our chief shows up you know then he he takes over and starts you know command everything and Mm -hmm. we've got our job to do and that's that's what I knew. So, yeah. yeah. But no, nothing, nothing special that we like to say. You, know, <laughs> you, you do. You just you you bump fists and let's go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. I think yeah. One of the things I'm just like wow. I the camaraderie that mm-hmm. you're just explaining and just the the unity behind um, being yeah on like a rescue team or mm-hmm. like just <clears throat> sounds really really special it is very special i mean it doesn't matter you know full-time volunteer or whatever it's 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 a brotherhood you know yeah. sisterhood you know whatever sure. you want to call it that that you are a part of and and it it runs deep mm-hmm. so yeah yeah um well yeah i appreciate you sharing those different yeah. stories yeah. and any final words of advice any anything that else you want to add just no just like I said, if you got the time, go out and volunteer. <laughs> so that's that's a big thing that we need right now everywhere. Sure. So it's it's numbers are very low, all, like I said, all across. Yeah. And uh, you you need that that time and dedication, and you know mm-hmm. you may not always have the time, but yeah. it's 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 a it's an amazing feeling to me. So okay. But yep. All right. Well, thank you, Brian. Well, thank and, you. Um, we'll see you all next time. You've been listening to Terminal Exchange, the official podcast show of Nussbaum Transportation. Nussbaum is an industry leader in over-the-road freight transportation. For more information on Nussbaum's award-winning truckload services and top-paying driving careers, go to Nussbaum.com or NussbaumJobs.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of Terminal Exchange. New episodes arrive every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and share a little love by writing us a review. Then, go deeper into each exchange or listen to previous episodes at our podcast page, TerminalExchange.org.